0: what is up everybody welcome to bench chatter the common man's nba podcast i'm your host colin here with my co-host noah coming to you for the first real day of nba basketball and Noah, i say that because the team that i care about played today so
1: today's really that's the opener right yeah um the team i care about also played today con um and I'm already done with the NBA season. Actually, I think I'm gonna just wow. uh, retire here, Con.
0: And that is bench chatter. Thank you guys for supporting the channel for uh, this <laughs> last year, but we're done. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Those the Pacers are on one. That's it. Axe in the pod.
1: Yeah, I'm done with them. Yeah, that was
0: it. That was a tough one though. I, I watched uh, basically the whole game, the whole Pacers game. Up 24 points at one point, and you let him back into it. It it was tough. Bad foul call at the end there. Uh, I don't know how P.J. Washington shooting backwards uh, was called a foul, let alone a shooting foul, but it was, and that's going to ice the game. And Sabonis, really quick, Sabonis' look at the end. Do you think that's a look that improves throughout the year? Uh, For those that didn't watch, five seconds left. Pacers in that bound the ball, Sabonis gets hit uh, top of the key, dribbles down, takes a baseline fadeaway, it just it, not a high percentage
1: shot. I mean, that's, do, our, do go, that's our go-to That's our go when we're down by one, um, end of game play. Like, that's our go-to play. We beat the Celtics on that exact same play last year, Colin, where, but the thing is, what was different last year was we had Doug McDermott throwing that ball into Sabonis, and then Sabonis acts like he's gonna do the dribble handoff you know to Doug yeah. McDermott but this time it was Justin Holiday, and Justin Holiday clearly doesn't draw as much of a threat as Doug McDermott last year did but I thought it was I want Sabonis taking that ball to the rim every time Khan, because if he I
0: yeah. thought it
1: was a good look regardless like it wasn't an ideal look if he um I think it was a good look. I think Sabonis will get that exact play later in the season, and he'll score a game later. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm it's blinded. a shot
0: he can make. It's not like he was throwing up a hill,
1: man. I would have gone to Duarte, uh, honestly. I would have gone to I was going to yeah, I was gonna
0: say, that's where I was going to segue. Duarte, the highest first game ever, points-wise, from a rookie in Pacers history. All i got to say is we're going to be mean, talking the about benchmark this was guy 19.
1: later. We're talking about this guy later, Con. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're talking about this guy later. Yeah, I hear that.
0: Yeah, finished the night with 27 points?
1: Awesome. 29 points? Ama- I, I haven't seen yeah. a rookie come out and play that well in so long, Colin.
0: So he was the first rookie and Pacer in the last, like, 20 years for the Pacers to start opening night. Yeah. You think about he's, that. He's
1: going to play a ton for us, years. Colin. He's going to play a ton. Yeah. And he's
0: pro-ready. And really quick. He's pro-ready. Yeah, he is. I mean, clearly, you don't come out and put up 27 on, a, you know, a, by all means a playoff-ready team in the Hornets
1: if you're not NBA-ready. I mean, he that's really, He really reminded me of how Tyrese Halliburton plays, con, but I think he's a better scorer than Halliburton is already. I was going to say, I would agree with that. I think that his outside
0: stroke, at least in this one game, is just way over what you're hoping from a rookie. I I mean that alone should give you a ton of hope for duarte and the pacers moving forward uh really quickly the bulls pull out a nice little five point victory over the pistons kind of a rough one uh nothing six really point. clicking six on point. offense they covered baby yeah hey they covered they covered and that's what matters because you bet that game right you took the yep. bulls money line or the bulls yes spread. sir yep yes sir yes sir um yeah, and did you see they only covered because the last second shot they <laughs> called off like after the game? Yeah, <laughs> like, like they would have had like a meaningless buzzer beater that they called off. Yeah, I thought that
1: was really funny. I saw that. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I didn't get to great really night watch for Levine, that. Though. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get to really watch that game though, Colin. Um, I was focused on the Pacer game, but I did see that Levine Trap. absolutely exploded in the second half. Um yeah, I was surprised of like at how many shots Vucevic took tonight, Colin. He took a ton. Yeah,
0: I think, it's, I think it's going to be part of the Bulls offense moving forward just in that all of our, our key players are sitting out on the wings in, at the guards, and Vuce is really the only big man we have on the roster. I mean, Tony Bradley is like our backup center. And then Patrick Williams at six seven, like he's our starting power forward. It's not like we have a ton of height, so he's just down there busting the blocks. I think he's going to get a lot of looks this year. He put up like... 18 and 15 tonight. I mean, fantasy-wise, that's fantastic. Efficiency-wise, was great, but I, I like the Bulls to improve. There are a lot of things, too many turnovers. Bulls are above 500, Noah, for the first time since guess how long? Guess the last time the Bulls were above 500? And mind you, winning game one makes you above 500. Um, dude, 2011 okay not that bad march of 2017 was the last time the bulls were above jesus
1: christ
0: it has been four
1: years over four years <laughs> um the thing the thing that i texted you about earlier was um yeah. explain to me con how did you feel about how did you feel about how um your coach handled the bench situation Like, because to me, I think the bench is gonna get you guys in trouble in a lot of these games.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think our lack of front court depth is fairly alarming. uh, At least this far, if Vooch gets in foul trouble, the one game you guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we didn't have another center log minutes. I mean, in terms of like our front court, you had Patrick Williams, you had Alize Johnson coming in who's a six-seven power forward you had tony bradley coming in 6 6'6 six powerful or small forward and that was your front court tonight with the, with
1: derozan doing derozan things so and yeah, how did they I, that's how did they manage that um how did they manage that first substitution con like who came off in terms of starters and who stayed on yeah, it was actually, it was pretty interesting.
0: So the starters ran it through about almost all of the first quarter. I think we, we subbed in around the two or three minute mark. Caruso came in, played some really solid minutes, especially defensively. Didn't do much offensively, but logged 27 minutes, had four steals and two blocks. We, I mean, he's just, he's the energizer bunny. That's exactly who he is. He just plays his ass off. Had five fouls. I was clean with it. You know, definitely turned the ball over on offense a little bit more than I would have preferred uh, for the amount of time he had on the court. But, yeah, we, so we brought him in, and then we brought in uh, Javante Green, who we acquired from the Celtics last year. Spent a lot of time in Europe. This is really, like, his first uh, full NBA season uh getting significant minutes so yeah I mean we went small which is a Billy Donovan special uh I think we knew that was going to happen I think it's part of what you sign up for there and then we rolled out Io Sumo for a decent amount of time but as far as how the the substitutions rolled out Vooch was on the court a lot like he played 33 minutes uh that was no he played 35 minutes that was second on the team only next to Levine, who tied him, and DeRozan at 37. He's not going to get off the court a lot. It was a lot of rotation through the guard unit. So into the fourth quarter, Levine was sitting while Caruso, Ayo, and DeRozan ran the guard spots. The backcourt.
1: Interesting.
0: Interesting. And I, I think that we're going to see maybe a more solidified rotation going forward but I think Billy Donovan's just trying to figure out how the guys play together
1: and Caruso closed out the game interesting wait so who wasn't on the court at the end of the game uh Pwell interesting very interesting yeah
0: so we'll see we'll see already now with the Pacer and Bulls talk out of the way it's obligatory we have to do it we have to do it every night because we love them uh let's move in to season awards. So I know the season's already started, so we kinda get a head start. We've got one game for most players under our belt, so our prediction should probably be a hundred percent right now. But we're gonna do it anyway. You no know there's a lot of parody going around this year. Uh things are definitely less clear than they have been in any other NBA season. I, I don't know think that there's a team that really stands out to me as a favorite anymore especially with Kyrie not playing for the Nets I think that really anybody and any team can do it this year so I think these awards are going to be pretty interesting and I'm excited to do them same here should we just start with the banger con do we start with MVP we should start with the banger give the people what they want they want to hear who the most valuable player is Noah and there's nothing wrong with that
1: um I'm actually really interested to hear who you're going to say con uh when I was this is a really hard race here con this is um it's pr- it like you said it, the league's wide open this year this MVP is wide this MVP race is wide open and Luca seems like the popular pick con like he is the odds on favorite like right now to win MVP but I don't like him either con mm-hmm. for the exact reasons that we didn't like him last year um, The Mavs just aren't going to get the wins, Con, to, to warrant him being no. in that top two, top three MVP. Do you agree? Because I feel the exact same as last year. Yeah, absolutely. The
0: only player in the last two decades to win an MVP and not have his team finish in a top three seed was the Russell Westbrook won his MVP with the Thunder the first year he posted that triple-double and the media was going insane, oh my god, Oscar Robertson comparisons. I get it. I mean, that team was absolutely led by Russell Westbrook, and they got like the fifth seed that year. I don't see the Mavs being a top three seed. They didn't do much during the offseason. I don't think they did anything at all, really. I mean, they re-signed a couple guys, moved some bench pieces around, but that core is the core right? And I don't see the Mavs being on the same playing level as a Nuggets, a a Lakers. Uh, Maybe they can compete with the Clippers this year without Kawhi, but I think that there's just too many other teams in the West. Like, Mm -hmm. do they finish higher than the Blazers? I mean, we've seen (laughs) Dame be able to carry the Blazers really far in the regular season. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's just so many other teams in the West that I don't see the Mavericks being this Formidable force, driven by Luka Doncic,
1: that ascertains him the MVP. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I just can't pick Luka Khan. Like the Mavs just aren't going to be as like we know the stats are going to be there, but the wins straight up aren't. So I can't warrant giving my vote to Luka. Um, Yeah, a guy that we have to talk about, Khan, is Nikola Jokic, the reigning MVP Mm -hmm. of the league, Khan. Is this guy it's getting no. is this guy getting disrespected, Con? Or do you think the Nuggets won't have the wins this season to warrant him getting the MVP again? So uh, there's definitely the idea that winning back to back
0: MVPs, like winning the second one, is harder than winning the first one. Yes, because it's not a good media narrative to give it to the same guy again. It's just not. I mean it's out there that LeBron has been the best player in the league up until maybe the last year and has, like, four MVPs. He definitely deserves more. I don't know, you know, which seasons we want to point out is LeBron deserved that one, LeBron deserved that one. But it's just not exactly how it works. Like, I think in baseball, the MVP is the guy who played the best. Like, it's not really a media narrative thing. It's just who played the best. In the NFL, it's just who's the best quarterback. That's who wins the MVP. Um, And I just don't know how Jokic and the Nuggets can improve to the point where Jokic wins it again. I think that Jokic is the exact same player. I think he could arguably be better statistically without Jamal Murray. Uh, I I really don't know how they're going to roll that out. But I understand him being the sixth place odds on favorite over some of these other under some of these
1: other guys. hmm yeah, 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 I I do. I think that I even think that Jokic's counting stats, Colin, are gonna be better this year because he's going almost this entire mm-hmm. season without Jamal Murray. Right. But I'm kind of expecting the Nuggets as a team to I don't I don't think they're gonna have the wins, Colin. I think at best they're the fourth best team in the West. And I do think that people just don't want to see Jokic win it again, not because they don't like Jokic, just because you know, we 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 don't want guys winning back to back MVPs. It seems like as the narrative going to the season.
0: Um, yeah, as media members ourselves, Noah, like we don't want that. Like that's no, bad for the. Pod.
1: No, we don't. We don't just want to be like, "Yep, Jokic is winning again." We want to race the entire season. That I'm glad to have Jokic in that conversation, Khan. If he can deem. Yeah, of course playing to that status um another guy Colin who I think potentially has who has a better chance than both Luka and um Jokic to win this award Colin is Embiid um as we know the Ben Simmons drama Colin we have no clue what's going to come of it and the Sixers are going to lean on Embiid Colin um, I think without Embiid, the Sixers are not the third best team. I think without Simmons, sorry, the Sixers aren't the third best team in the league, Colin, Straight up, or third best team in the East. Jesus, um, I really don't think that. I think they can be, but they're going to have to lean heavily, heavily on Embiid. And when he's healthy, Con, that's the biggest thing. Is how many games is Embiid going to miss this season? I think you told me on Monday that the most games he's ever played in the season was sixty-four, right? Yeah, and yeah. you know he's the most dominant two way center in the league. Con he has a very versatile scoring skill set, and he has the defensive capabilities to anchor a top five defense. Um, if he can power this Sixers team to another top four finish, Con, I think he'll be in that MVP discussion. Um, I think he has all of. The, I think he has the narrative. I think he has the skills to win it, Con, but he just has to stay on the court which I have questions yeah. if he can do so, that.
0: So that's exactly I was discussing with my roommate before this podcast who I wanted to pick. And for a while, I've, I think I've told you, I think I've said, I like Joel Embiid to win this. And I just don't know if he can stay healthy for it. And I don't know if the 76ers want him to play more than 65 games if he's just constantly hampered. I think that they're... Absolutely leaning on the side of, oh, you're feeling tired, you're feeling your ankle, you're feeling your back. Take the night off. I think they're going to lean way higher on that than they are pushing him to play 70 games. I just don't see that happening. And so with that, what's the number that he has to play just to win the MVP? Can you give the MVP to a guy who missed 20 games? That's a quarter of the season. I
1: mean, that's that's tough. Yeah, to me, he's got to play 70 or more, con at the very minimum to be in this MVP conversation because a guy like Jokic, who won it last year, con played every single game.
0: Yeah, there's something valuable about that. It's not that tough to discern. So, yeah, I think for that reason, I'm not going to go with Joel Embiid. I think I really wanted to, but I sha not mm-hmm. be doing that this year, Noah. Yeah. Um, Alright, Noah. This is the place for hot takes, <laughs> I want right? to hear it, baby. This I want to hear it. You're going to say Trey Young?
1: You're going to say Trey Young? No,
0: Noah. No, 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 This is the place for hot takes, not uh, lukewarm takes. Oh. Noah, there was a guy uh, about ten years ago <laughs> that, in his, his third season, anchored a, a team without a single other all-star to the best record in the NBA. He did so through some of the most dynamic scoring we've ever seen in the NBA. His ability to get to the rim and put the ball up and make these circus-type shots was just unreal. I mean, it was Michael Jordan. It was just any name in that ilk that you can think of. And it was his third season. He was 21 years old. He was the number one pick. This gentleman that I'm about to say, Noah, was the number two pick overall in his draft. And I think circumstances are similar wow, for him to have. <laughs> Marvin Bagley, <laughs> six man of the year MVP. That's what I'm going for. No, I'm going to go with John ja Morant. I think that the Grizzlies are prime to be in a position that they can finish top three in the West. I think that John ja Morant is the centerpiece behind that. And I like Ja for MVP. <laughs> And I'm going to stick with that one.
1: That's your official take?
0: It's the place for hot takes, Noah. If, if I no, were a betting man, I would it. not I, I would not take that. If I were a betting man, I think I'd go Giannis. But I think that it is so worth mentioning John Rant in this conversation because I wow, think he's there. Wow,
1: wow, wow. Wow. I was not expecting that, Colin. I'll tell you that. That is a hot, hot take. I like that. I like that. Um, (laughs) I'm out here
0: with hot takes this year, Noah. I'm sticking to my guns. And here's the thing. John Morant in the playoffs last year, well, they got bounced pretty quickly in five games. He put up 30 points, eight assists, five boards, shooting 49 from the field. Uh, I mean, he just anchored that team. And the Memphis Grizzlies were competitive in that series for it being an 8-1 matchup. Wow. I think the Grizzlies as a whole are better this year. I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is gonna be fantastic. I, I love their bench unit. Uh, there's just something about the Grizzlies I see him doing it.
1: <laughs> you wanna bet a hundred on it?
0: Well, I mean I'm not gonna bet a hundred straight up. I can bet a hundred bucks and win four grand on that, forty five okay. grand on that right now. Um 4, I, like,
1: I like I like where you're going with this con. Um my hot take if this is not my official MVP, this is my hot take. Um, I think Zach Levine. If the Bulls finish as a top four seed in the East Con, which I don't think is an exaggeration, the the East is wide open after the Bucks and the Nets Con. It really is without with the Sixers without yeah. Ben Simmons. I think if the Bulls finish as a top four seed in the East Con, Zach Levine will finish top five in MVP building. Um. I think I think that's totally feasible I think that can happen uh but my actual pick Colin it it came down between Giannis and KD um as I think it will in the actual standings um
0: yeah they're the two best players in the league I mean I just think that's plain and simple right now I was
1: I just was rattling between who do I want to pick between these two Colin and I don't know. The argument's there for KD, con. I, um, I think he had an MVP-like season last year um, before injuries took him out of the conversation. Just in the month of January, Colin, KD averaged 32-8 rebounds and 6 assists. Um, to me, con, I think Durant is hitting his peak. If not, he's at his peak right now in terms of his basketball powers. Um, he's dominant offensively. I think he's underrated defensively. And after extended minutes into the playoffs and having a, and playing for USA basketball this summer, Colin saving them. I have no issues with him getting hurt. Um, could you say he's splitting some voting with James Harden? I do think so, but I think Durant's going to be so good offensively on a Nets team that is going to be very good that he's going to warrant votes for this, Colin. I, I really think KD is going to be up there, but we are cheating. We did get to watch one game at GamesCon, and I'm going with i going, with, we I'm going right now. I'm going with Giannis for MVP. I'm going with Giannis. Um, Giannis shot 66 percent from three in the off season, con or in the preseason. <laughs> um, that's the off season. I think I think the from what I saw from the Bucks last year, con I think they're a I think they're due for a better year than they had last year, and that's crazy because they won the fucking championship last year. But I think winning that championship. Did a lot for that Bucks team. I think it took all of the pressure off of Giannis. I think Giannis is playing with you know nothing to prove, but everything to prove at the same time. You feel me? Um, He doesn't have that. He doesn't have the baggage on his shoulders of oh, he needs to win his first finals. He has that, and now I think he's in for maybe an even more dominant season than he had last year. Colin and I'm going with Giannis.
0: Yeah, I I think that that's kind of my. My pick is, well, Uh, I'll stick. uh, My official pick, I'm fine with John Morant. I'm fine sticking with that. Uh, But I think in all likelihood, Giannis, in my mind, has the highest chance of being the MVP this year. Yeah. I just want to point out to you, Noah, as we speak, with a minute left in the Grizzlies-Cavs game, John Morant has 32 points, four boards, six assists, and two steals. Wow, MVP numbers. I mean, those are MVP numbers.
1: I know. That's what I said. If you, if you do that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's uh, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what you're <laughs> saying, but I'm um, saying those are MVP <laughs> numbers. <laughs> All right, Con. Let's let's get one of the boring ones out of the way. Let's just do Coach of the Year right now. I this award kind of sucks to me. I don't really care about it's a it. Stupid award. Let's hear. Let, give me your pick. I don't even want to say It's a stupid
0: honestly. award. <laughs> it's a stupid award, but, like, Billy Donovan's going to win it, so I'm pretty stoked about <laughs> and it. And it's so stupid. So, I won't even care if he wins. It's so stu- I, to, I won't even care that much when he wins it, but, like, like, if we have the coach of the year, like, I'll post about it a lot. No, but in all actuality, I think that Billy Donovan stands a good chance to win coach of the year. He's a guy he's done in the past. I think that him shaping this Bulls roster into a top four Five seed. I think there's a lot of potential there. I think that the Bulls could hit 50 wins. Mm, 50 is that's. I think the Bulls hit 50 wins. I think Billy Donovan's coach of the year. Billy Donovan's coach of the year. Zach
1: Levine's MVP.
0: I mean, like these are cold takes in
1: my mind. (laughs) Is Billy Donovan your official pick? Kong? Yeah, no. Billy Donovan is my official pick. Oh, the listeners are gonna fucking hate us because my official pick is Rick Carlisle, baby.
0: Oh, you. You suck. <laughs> you suck.
1: Um I think the, all right, for the almost for almost all the reasons you said that the Bulls that Billy Donovan could win con I kind of feel the same for Rick Carlisle. Um I think the Pacers are in for a bounce back season compared to last season. I think I mean just look at our first half con. We scored 75 in the first half of the game today. Yeah. Ricardo clearly has something figured out with that offense and how we can um operate and become more efficient. To me, con I think the Pacers are a lot better than what people are giving them. Um, yeah, absolutely. If I do, I think the Pacers are going to finish as a top-four seed, Colin. Um That's not just me being a homer. <laughs> I think we're that good compared to some of the Except other teams I think we're being, being slept a homer, on. But... And I think Rick Carlisle is going to win this award.
0: All right, that's fair. Uh, breaking news, Marcus Smart just hit a buzzer beat of three to send the Boston... Knicks game into OT at 116. Okay, base, I really so need Boston to win that to game. Do you bet on him?
1: Yep. Part of my parlay. Bulls already hit. Part, part of my parlay.
0: Jalen Brown with 39. Holy crap. He's on my fantasy team.
1: He's in my points league. I know league, he because you're
0: playing me. Yeah, you're playing me asshole uh just to throw his name in the hat Nate McMillan of the Hawks I think that the Hawks Mm -hmm. that's what they did in the postseason last year I think that they're just ready to take that next jump up into the Eastern Conference elite Uh, I think we could see Trey Young have a fantastic season I think the rest of that roster is built very well Clint Capella John Collins got a ton of wing talent uh Nate McMillan just he's got a good shot
1: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and Eric Spolster Spolster is always gonna be in there (laughs) yeah
0: just always yeah he maybe should just just win every year yeah, yeah, he's just yeah. And then Greg Popovich just like for he's coach of the year just because of his press conferences <laughs> and just not wanting to do them. All and right. And making Tom. reporters look like assholes. Which one
1: do you which one do you want to do next? Um I'm really
0: interested to hear your most improved player, Noah. I thought about this one for a while. And I it's just a tough one. It's a tough one. I cuz it, it's i think it's the biggest crapshoot in my mind
1: yes um this to me con is probably the most fun award to pick and i thought about I think it colin so. i thought about it and it seems like the award over the past five to ten years has been leaning towards guys who take the leap con who are already good to near all-star level is that that's where their numbers go so like yeah I I don't I think it's very hard for a guy Colin I'm just throwing this out there like a guy like Wendell Carter who've seen struggle in his first couple seasons mm-hmm. in the NBA I think he could average around 15 and 10 which in all things considered would be a very successful season for Wendell Carter but I think there's yeah. no chance he can be in the MIP conversation Colin because it's going to come down to a guy who goes from good to near all-star level um yeah I think they're Julius so. Randall. I think they're so. Yes, perfect. I think there's so many good guys for this category, Colin. And I, I really, I really have no clue who's gonna win this. Um, I'll just rattle off my candidates. Um, I think Jaren Jack. I still haven't even decided as we're recording this con. Um, wow. I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is in for a fucking fantastic year. I think Dejounte Murray's in for a fantastic year. I think OG Ananobi's in mm-hmm. for a really good year. I think Michael Porter Jr. is in for a really, really good year. And I think SGA yeah. is in for a fantastic year, Colin. All of those guys, to me, are potential options to win this. And I I, I can't decide on anyone, Colin. I really can't. Yeah. Uh, well,
0: so I'm going to say right now, DeJounte Murray, I, I don't know if he, he would really have to step it up. Cause I, I like he was like pretty good last year, you know what? Average, uh, you know what? He yeah he was pretty he was actually really good. Man, oh my god, these stats are great. He was 16-7 and five and
1: a half with a steal and a half. God damn. Tell me if he bumped that points up to twenty two con he couldn't be in the oh running for this award. Yeah, all right. Oh, geez,
0: I hear you. Damn that. Oh, Dejounte Murray. I mean that's a s- sexy stat line right there. Yeah, I agree with everything you're saying because – no, no, the one that I I really wanted to pick Lamelo Ball, but it's just like how much – can he improve? Yeah. Obviously, (laughs) he can improve a lot. Like, Lamelo gets better calm. He
1: just – he skips MIP and he goes to MVP. You feel me?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, he's not really – like, nobody's like, oh, my God, Lamelo improved. It's like, yeah, he was like the number three overall pick. He was the rookie of the year. Like he's expected to be really good. Like we expect him to be an all star caliber point guard. Like you really have to play like MVP level then, or maybe maybe like first team all NBA, all NBA level for him to like win the most improved. Which could he could definitely do. But I just think it's it's more of a longer shot, you know? Like I think it's yeah. tougher for him to do than mm-hmm. for a
1: guy like Jaron Jackson Junior to come out and average twenty mm-hmm. this year. Mhm. I have I have mentally decided on my pick. On would you like me to go first or you to go first? Um, I, I'll go first. And no, this is the
0: place for hot takes. This is the place for hot takes. I I my gut says go with Michael Porter Jr. because <laughs> I think that just given the stats, like we he's know gonna have the he's probably really the best good.
1: statistical bump.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um. I'm locking in Fred Van Vliet. I like Fred Van Vliet Whoa. to be an all-star point guard this year.
1: Statistically, I, like I think I he's like definitely that. going
0: to be there. I don't know if the Raptors are going to be good enough. I could see him being in a situation like DeMar last year where you look at the stats, you look at where the Spurs where, and you're like, hey, like he should be an all-star. Uh, but just based on perception, uh, media uh, coverage in Toronto – I could see him getting overpassed, but I really like Fred Van Fleet to just have a knockout year.
1: I like that. That's a good pick, Colin. Um That's a really good – I like that. I think I think both Fred Van Fleet and OG have a really good shot at winning this award, Colin. Um
0: Well, no, we're, we cheated, and OG tonight was
1: 3 of 17 from the field. <laughs> hey, you know – Did have a double-double, though. Season's 82 games, baby. I yeah. dude, I think yeah. it's promising that he's even taking that many shots. Honestly, yeah, that's it's
0: like, truly, the makes yeah, will the, come. The makes <laughs> will come. He's got the ball in his hand.
1: Um, so my my deep sleeper for this pick con is Darius Garland. Um, I think the Cavs are going to be mm-hmm. good, but I think they might be too dis- disastrous to take the leap as a team that Darius Garland would need. But I think Darius Garland's in for a good season con. Um, the, I like Michael Porter. He's going to have the best statistical bump, but it's boring to say Michael Porter Jr. Um, yeah. I really like DeJounte Murray, Colin. I think he's in for a really good season, but I'm picking JJJ, Colin. I'm going J-Cubed. I'm going Jaren Jackson Jr., baby, and he has the narrative, Colin. He has the best narrative, I think, out of any guy um, because he missed. He only played 11 games last season. And if he can put a relatively healthy season, con, if he can play 70 games, average 30 minutes a night, I think he's due to take a massive leap, both statistically and as a player. And I think he's going to run away with this award if he plays 70 games, Con Really.
0: That fits well with my John Morant MVP narrative. <laughs> Grizzlies are
1: in for a good season, baby. <laughs> yeah. All
0: right. This is a Grizzlies podcast now, right? We have to, yep. we have to make this. A... Dude, they should give us a yep, Charlie Grizzlies Hustle podcast. Award. All right. They should, dude. Yeah. Yeah. How many? Yeah. Look at, like, we've been on this call for, like, a half an hour. Like, come on. That's a Charlie Hustle Award. This is our third one of the week. <laughs> that's a Charlie Hustle Award. There's an inside joke here, and uh, maybe we'll explain it, you know, as the Grizzlies fandom on this podcast progresses. <laughs> Charlie Hustle. All right. Uh, all righty. No, Which uh, one you want uh, to That next? was good. That was good. Most improved talk. I really, MIP's really like MIP is the best. That. I love MIP. So yeah, MIP much. is the best. All right, let's let's do uh, more of a dud category, and then we can finish off with some two categories that I I really like. Let's do defensive player of the year. It's it's Ugh. kind of a weird category, Noah. I hate this award because it doesn't really it sucks. Yeah, like I don't. It, it's tough to judge. I mean. To me, it's kind of similar criteria in that you you kind of have to be the best defensive player on like a top three team. Like, yeah. That's just kind of how it works. Because I was talking with my roommate, and Miles Turner last year allowed the lowest field goal percentage within 10 feet of the basket at 39% and was leading the league in blocks. I think he actually led the league in blocks last year, only having played, like, 45 games or something. Yeah, I'm going to check that stat right now. But was, by all accounts, a fantastic defender, but it goes to Rudy Jobert just because the Jazz were good. I mean, it's
1: yeah. marginally harder for a perimeter player to win this award, Con. Yeah. Um, like, we saw Ben Simmons finish last year, Con, and Ben Simmons, in every way, is the best perimeter defender in the NBA and he's more versatile than Rudy Gobert to me. Ben Simmons can legit guard one through five. He's guarding the best player every night, and he's helping a- helping anchoring a top-five defense. I, I mean, the easy thing to say here, Colin, is Rudy Gobert, and we just yeah. fucking, like, no one wants to fucking say that. I don't want Rudy Gobert to yeah, win this fucking away. shit again. Because we yeah. see, Colin, in he's the playoffs, like we saw the Clippers play small ball, and fucking Rudy Gobert's not even worth playing on the court at that point. Really, like, is that can your defensive player of the year really be that good if he can get played off the court?
0: Wait, Noah, can can we pause? I forgot. I know. I I have to take Fred VanVleet back. Why? Because I remembered who I wanted to actually pick.
1: All right, go. All right,
0: I'll, I'll, I'll stay with I'll stay with Fred VanVleet. Tyrese Maxey <laughs> has such a good case to win most improved. If Ben Simmons gets shipped and the 76ers are a top three seed, uh, Tyrese Maxey could post like 15 and 8. And if the 76ers are really good, he has such a fantastic case.
1: Jalen Brown with 70 fantasy points
0: tonight. John Morant finished with
1: 37 points. Um. Pretty much well, like what I'm were we today. saying, Colin? We aren't defensive player of the year. Um, we were on, dude. Sorry, I I was looking at fine, my notes fine. and I saw that and I was like, "Fuck." Um, a a big sleeper to me, Colin, just because a perimeter player cannot win this award. I think Matisse yeah. Thibault is in for a fantastic yes. defensive uh, s- defensive year, Colin. Without Ben Simmons, um, Matisse Thibault in the the Sixers truly might have had the two best perimeter defenders last year, Colin, in both Matisse Thibel and Ben Simmons. And I see Thibel yeah. playing a ton more minutes for the Sixers team if Simmons does not come back. But I'm going to be going with Bam Adebayo here, Colin. I I I love Bam Adebayo as a player so much. I think if you could clone one player in the entire league, Colin, to build the perfect defense, I think Bam Adebayo would be the prototype. Um, to me... Mm-hmm. He's one of, if not the most versatile defender in the, in the NBA. Um, he's someone who can protect the rim, roam a backline, He can anchor your 2-3 zone. He crashes the glass. And he can also gu- he can guard guards 25 feet away from the basket. Um, and you can see that all on consecutive possessions, Colin. And with Kyle Lowry now in the mix as Adebayo's uh, pick-and-roll partner on the defensive end, I think Miami's going to be a better defensive team last year. They finished 10th. I could see them finishing top five. And if that happens, I think it's going to be pretty hard for Adebayo to to ignore Adebayo.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like them a lot. Uh, I think my official pick is going to be Miles Turner. I just think that his presence around the rim is just so underrated. See, I mean, he averaged three and a half blocks a game last year. He's off to... Uh, hot start with four already this year I just I love the way that for his size he anchors that defense he can get out to the perimeter if needed see doesn't usually I I like I like
1: Turner con but the Pacers won't have a good enough team defense and if you actually watch Pacer games con miles kind of gets cooked a decent amount of the time interesting
0: that field goal percentage that that I was informed about really anchored that for me. The fact that within 10 feet of the rim last year, he was allowing players to shoot 39%. Yes. I mean, maybe he does get cooked. Everybody gets cooked, though. I don't know. Maybe he is more of a liability getting him out of that area than I first thought. He was a decent perimeter defender.
1: Is he not? He's He's... Passable for his size. I wouldn't say he's like great. Um, To me, to me, I like judging defense, Colin. I think the stats do play a part, but straight up, I think part of defense is just eye test. You can see who's hustling, who's going the hardest, and I just see a little too many mistakes from Miles. I think sometimes. Sometimes I think he's hunting those blocks, Colin, and which leads situations to where maybe he doesn't defend as hard just to get that block. But I think he's—I think he's still a good pick on. But I just think that people, I don't think people recognize the defensive monster that Miles Turner is in the first place.
0: Yeah, that's kind of where I'm going with it. Yeah, but a stupid award. All righty, Noah, which which one do you want?
1: Um, let's do sixth man. Left. We'll end on rookie.
0: All right, <clears throat> sixth man. It's an interesting one. I like this category a lot. Um, I think it's kind of tough to bet against Jordan Clarkson here. I really do. Mm-hmm. I just think the role he's going to play on this Jazz team, I think that Bojan, I think Ingles, they're getting a little bit up there in age. I could see their scoring going down. I could see Clarkson going up. Uh, I think the only thing that might take this away from him is if the Jazz decide to start him, which – It could happen. I don't think it will. I think that he plays fantastic in the role that he has. But I think, to me, Jordan Clarkson, Mm -hmm. by all accounts, should have this award.
1: Is that your official pick?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll go with somebody else, too, just because I don't like having the the, the (laughs) lukewarm pick, the favorite. I think that of all the favorites... Clarkson is the most clear to me. Like, he's plus 600 to win six man, and Luca's plus 350 to win MVP. Like, that math doesn't add up. I think that's purely just hype around Luka. Because there's no way that he has a higher chance to win MVP than Clarkson does to win six man.
1: So, if a bunch of people bet Luka to win MVP con, they move his line down, right? Yeah, that's exactly how okay. that works. Okay. Just because they don't want
0: too much money. Yes, yes, yes. Like, the books
1: don't want to have too much money. On Luca. Um to me, Khan, I I like this award. I think your boy Caruso has a good chance, but I think at the end of the day this award comes down to who can produce the most on the offensive end, which is why a guy like Jordan Clarkson is going Mm -hmm. to always be in the running. Um the popular pick con seems to be Tyler Hero. I like Tyler Hero. He kinda had a sophomore slump last year. I think he's due for a better year. Um, He's playing with a legitimate point guard for the first time in his career. I think Kyle Lowry is going to do a lot for that Heat team. I think Kyle Lowry is going to do a lot for both Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, getting them better looks. But we're cheating, Colin. I got to see the game last night, and I'm going with Patty Mills, baby. Yes, sir. Patty Mills is winning Sixth man of the year, Colin. The only thing that would deter that is if the Nets are like, holy fuck, we have to start Patty Mills. This guy shot seven yeah, for I seven last night on
0: threes. Yeah, <laughs> I like. Oh, I uh, dude, I said it in the comments. Somebody was like, "Patty Mills or OPJ," and I was like, "You know, Patty Mills' like career points and assists are just like less than desirable." I kind of like Otto Porter on the role he's gonna play on the Warriors, and oh my God, was I wrong on that take?
1: <laughs> I immediately last night called not drop Joe Harris for Patty Mills in categories. Did you really? Yeah. That's not was, a bad call. I was like, zero chance, dude. <laughs> I'm picking Patty up right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally get that.
0: Oh, no, my God, Celtics and Knicks are in double OT as we speak. Um, yeah, I like Patty. Uh, I don't think that Caruso is going to produce enough on the offensive end to get it. Maybe if he's, like, a super spark plug for us defensively, he could get it, and he kind of has that name brand. Yeah. Um, Another name I like, I don't even know if he's gonna come off the bench, but Tyrese Halliburton has a shot. I mean if he comes off the bench again, which I, I don't I don't see why he would, but if he well, does
1: uh, with the recent news of your boy con, he might be starting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think so too. They don't play their first game until tomorrow, so they're wait oh no, they, they have the late slot. They have the late slot. I think Harrison's
1: moving to that four con and they're gonna go buddy Tyrese to Aaron Fox. Well let's look. I can actually just look right now.
0: Halliburton did start. Halliburton did start. Okay, well that uh that quells that one.
1: Did they start what I just said?
0: They started Barnes, Parkless, Holmes, Fox, Halliburton.
1: Harkless. Okay. Yeah. I like I, I like Heald pairing I like pairing Buddy Healed with Davion Mitchell off the bench. I like that. Yeah. Shit, Buddy team. might win six man of the year if he's fucking coming off the. Bench.
0: Yeah, seriously, yeah, <laughs> that's that's a take right there. I like that one.
1: All right, Colin. Yeah, let's get right, into yeah. let's get into rookie of the year. Um, this is. <laughs> uh, I want to hear who you are gonna pick first.
0: You want to hear who I'm gonna pick first? So this is just it's such an interesting category because there's so many guys that are on teams where they're already in positions to be the best player on the team. Uh, I'm looking at Jalen Green. I'm looking at Cade Cunningham. I'm looking at Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley. All those guys stand a chance to be the best guy on their team this year if they don't already have that designation. Cade Cunningham, I think, is by all accounts, projected to be the Pistons' best player. Maybe there's an argument for Jeremy Grant just because of his veteran status, and Cade might have some troubles entering the league. But all of those guys are the most talented guy on their team, for sure. Uh, I think if I were to lean on one of them, I really, really, really like Evan Mobley's skill set. I think that he's just fantastic. I think that he's NBA ready. I think that his comparisons to Anthony Davis that uh, have been made by us are valid. He's a versatile defender. He can do it on all parts of the offensive court. I think that he can hit it from outside. His mid-range is honestly maybe my favorite part of his game, which we don't see a ton in the NBA anymore, but it's so silky smooth. I like Evan Mobley. Uh, I don't know if his circumstances are as nice as maybe the Pistons or the Rockets this year, Uh, but I'm going with Evan Mobley, and I'm sticking to that. And uh, I will allow you to speak to, you know, the guy that you want to speak to if you would like to. Uh,
1: Yeah, I I like the Mobley pick too, Colin. I don't think you could go wrong with one of Mobley, Cade, or um, Jalen Green. Um, For me, Colin, a simple rule of thumb is a thought Rule of thumb for this award is, when in doubt, you just pick the guy who's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. You pick a guy who's on a team with no established stars. And you pick a guy who's on a team that's desperate in desperate need of scoring. Um, both Cade and Jalen Green fill that pretty well, Con. But I'm going with Chris Duarte, and I don't give a fuck, Khan. Yeah, you are. I don't yeah, give you a are. fuck. This guy just yeah, scored 27 tonight. He's playing, con in a backcourt with both Malcolm Brogdon and Karis Levert, two guys who we've seen have um, injuries in the past. And I think Duarte has a ton of opportunity on this Pacer team, con. I think we're going to be the best team with him in our starting lineup. He's an older rookie, so he's ready to play right now, con. He's pro-ready, as we saw in the game tonight, and... This, guy might, this guy's at minimum, I think, a 15-point-per-game scorer, Con. I, I really do believe in Duarte. I think he's so good. I, I think the Pacers got a steal. And I think he has a good chance to win this award. I really do.
0: Yeah, I mean, that showing tonight, uh, how can you not? I Shit, think he's first that...
1: right now. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first, right now. You know, dude, I expect him to come out and score twenty-seven every night. No, but dude, maybe he is—he is NBA ready from three, which is just not easy to do.
1: Yeah, and yeah, I <clears> one <throat> winning rookie of the year, baby. Get the fuck off we'll me, Jalen Green, never heard of him. Okay, con. But if right, you no, had to pick, let's, 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 if you yeah. had to pick between Jalen Green or Cade, who would you pick? Mmm, Kade. Kid. Same. Kate's the better player. Same. <laughs> I think Mo- I think Mobley might be better than Jalen Green. Yes, sir. You and I both
0: <laughs> said that already. <laughs> Which is why I picked up in Mobley. Uh already no, maybe we could like throw up like a cool graphic or something for this uh Twitter that we're thinking about dropping and we you know, we could cement our picks. You go to so, Macon really make in graphics? Yeah, I'm really good at uh Snapchat shop It's okay. like Photoshop yeah, I, I, just I like where you're going though
1: to yeah. List off all your picks Just so For the listener
0: Alrighty MVP Sticking to <laughs> my guns Ja Morant That's gonna look so Most good On the graphic Most improved player Most improved player I'm going Tyrese Maxey Rookie of the year Evan Mobley Coach of the year I'm uh, going with Billy Donovan there's no two ways about that Sixth man of the year i've got jordan clarkson and defensive player of the year i'm locking in miles turner and those are my six picks
1: i like them i like them con you went spicy i appreciate it um mvp i'm going Giannis. rookie of the year i'm going chris duarte defensive player of the year i'm going bam Sixth man of the year i'm going patty mills most improved player i'm going jjj and coach of the year, I'm going Rick Carlisle, baby. Let's see it. Let's see it.
0: And no, just so you know, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. $10 John Moran MVP. I know. I'm a big spender. Dude, I, got, I did it, but. I got to start
1: writing it. down the bets we made, Con. I know we have one where I get to punch you if someone doesn't do something. And I think we made oh, another geez, one that I, I can't that? remember.
0: There was definitely a bet from last year that we have not cashed in on. There was and a bet we made earlier this
1: like a couple weeks ago for actual money. That, that was the punch remember. one, right? Oh. No. No, that was not. The punch one was completely separate.
0: Was that on the broadcast? Like, Did we say that on air? Yes. Did, did I tell you off air?
1: <laughs> no, all of these are on all air. Right, we'll, we'll go, so we can go, we'll back, go and back and
0: listen. Can listen. We'll go back and listen and find our bets and we, we can keep tabs. Ugh. All right, Noah. this has been a fantastic episode. I am so amped for NBA basketball. My dad, who I don't think has watched a you know regular season game without me, has been texting me about NBA basketball. It's beautiful. It's, I think people are just excited. I think there's so much parody this year. I mean, especially with Kyrie sitting out. Obviously, Harden and Durant are fantastic, but the Nets are definitely facing turmoil. The Bucks look fantastic, but you know I, I don't think that they're unbeatable by any means. The Lakers are goddamn mm-hmm. old. Clippers are missing Kawhi, 76ers are doing 76ers things. What are the Suns up to? What are the Nuggets up to? Can the Jazz finally crack through? I don't know. There are a lot of teams being competitive. There are a lot of teams that want to be there. There are a lot of teams ready to
1: step up. I'm pumped, and I hope you are too. I'm so pumped, baby. I love the NBA. Glad it's back. And I'm glad for our listeners, Colin. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Bench Chatter, the Common Man's NBA podcast. And we'll see you boys on Monday morning. Peace.